You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. A rather eventful day. To say the least, a kind of uncharted waters, territory, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of the way it felt as you watch this Wednesday proceed in the world of sports in which cancellations and games being postponed really had a trickle-down effect to what the Milwaukee Bucks decided to do. And anytime you're going to have not one, not two, but three NBA playoff games postponed because of NBA players and their frustration with the social unrest and the racial injustice that's going on in this country, I mean, it speaks volumes. And it was one of those days where, you know, all sorts of news comes out, all sorts of information comes out, and... In many ways, for somebody like me who lives for the games, somebody like me who is just like on the edge of their seat waiting, you know, for the action, and we'll get to some of that action in a little bit. I mean, it was an eye-opening day in sports. And it was impactful. I think that the message that was sent from NBA players not playing in postseason games, a couple of baseball teams, including one in Milwaukee that decided not to play, It's the sort of message that makes you think. It's the sort of message that in many ways keeps that conversation going. But I know that the biggest talking point now and the biggest topic of discussion I think a lot of you are going to have is, well, what's next for the NBA? And look, after hearing Dominic Smith, who is as well-spoken as it gets and is a very, very easy guy to root for, I can't pretend, I can't, as a 32-year-old white dude to imagine myself in African-American shoes. I, I, I can't. I can try to, but for me to like speak on it from experience and this and that, I can't do it. So when you hear guys eloquently make their points, Really makes you think. But I believe now the NBA and their players have to be, I think, of this mindset. We have a cause that we really care about. And it's obvious if you've watched any of these NBA games since, you know, Orlando and the bubble launched down at Disney World, their message against racial injustice has been all over the court, it's been all over post game press conferences. And it's not one of those things that has kind of been, you know, secondary. I think it's been rather crucial for what that league is looking to do. But their platform, for my money, is an incredible one. And if I were advising the NBA players of what their next step should be, I think canceling the season 
would be a mistake. I do. I understand these players have legitimate concerns. They have fair concerns. But their platform right now, down in Disney World, is as good a platform nationally as anybody could have in this country for a certain cause, for a certain movement, for something that you really deeply care about. And I understand for some of the players, the question is, well, how do we move forward? How do we talk about what matters to us? I I think the opportunity is there. And there is a bottom line business to all of this. Anybody who is going to tell you otherwise is not paying attention. The NBA, baseball, the NHL, the NFL, we know about the television deals. If indeed the NBA players try to cancel a season, let's say, and say the bull down in Orlando is done, we are not going to continue this year, we are not going to play this year, there will be serious financial ramifications. Forget about this year and what it means for a champion and what it means you know, for the legacy of 2020. Forget about all of that. The financial ramifications for the league in which a good majority of their owners have been incredibly supportive, in which they have had their players back, in which they have been, you know, in many ways on the same page with their NBA brethren. The owners are not going to love all that television money going right down the drain. And the players will feel it. And do I believe if indeed this NBA season, let's say, for example, gets wiped out in 2020, that the owners would then lock them out and, you know, make it clear that you violated the collective bargaining agreement. Therefore, it ceases to exist. Therefore, you're going to have to suffer the consequences of not playing a year. Yeah, I do. Because, yes, I believe these owners care about their players, but there's a bottom line to all of this. And that is why I believe, personally, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Now, it's a very fluid situation. This is a very unique situation where so many of these athletes, so many of these players are making their opinions and they're getting their message out there. But do I think that we will have NBA basketball at some point later on within the next couple of days? I do. I don't think it's going to be later on tonight. It's probably not going to be on Friday. Do I believe that the NBA will resume at some point within the next like four to five days? I do. Because money talks. And I believe there is too much money at stake for everybody involved to say, the hell with this, we're not doing it anymore. If indeed that does happen though, there will be some incredible, incredible consequences. So I admire what the players decided to do today. I do. Because they made their message felt across sports, across the national landscape. They vowed to voice their opinions and get their message out there. And I don't think anybody can sit there and tell you the message is not out there. Oh, it's out there loud and clear. But do I believe it leads to like this trickle-down effect where the NBA later on today is going to cancel their games for the season? I don't. I don't. But it was, in many ways, a surreal, powerful, and crazy type of day in sports. 
Not one that I'm used to. Not one that many of you are used to. But it's kind of par for the course right now in 2020. It's par for the course. This is the world we live in right now. Where sports and the elements and the issues that are going on in this country, yeah, they are not separated any longer. I think that day is long gone. And it was weird for me in many ways to, you know, sit down, dive in, and watch, you know, all sorts of baseball and get all sorts of emotional, but that's what we do. And we're going to do that again throughout the course of this show because I come on these airwaves all the time. I talk about it all the time to escape. And sometimes you can't escape. But then for a couple hours, you can. It's just the way it works. And, you know, my feelings of just kind of like watching this from afar, taking it all in, trying to process what exactly the message is from the players over the course of today, tomorrow, the next couple of days in the NBA, dramatically shifted to screaming at Aaron Boone about taking Masahiro Tanaka out of the game and saying all sorts of explicitives that I probably can't use here on the air, I would hope, regarding Aaron Judge and his status with the New York Yankees. And yeah, that's all life in a nutshell. We do that here on WFAN. And I have to admit, from a New York Yankees sense, I'm not in particularly good spirits either. Because on a much lighter note, on a far less significant note, considering what's going on here in the world and what's going on here in sports... The Yankees are stinking up the joint. You know, we killed the Mets 24 hours ago for a lifeless display of baseball, getting shut out in back-to-back games with a doubleheader. Well, the Yankees almost pulled off a similar feat. I mean, the Yankees scored one run in the seven innings of game one, and then they scored one run in seven innings of game two. Not exactly winning baseball. Then you get to Aaron Boone. And... I think anybody who's listening to this show knows I am a fan of Aaron Boone. They know that I am a big believer in the job that he has done in getting the Yankees to 100 wins in back-to-back seasons. I think he has a good feel for his clubhouse. I think he has a good feel for his players. Um, I, I think he's really good at his job. He did not have a good night. He had a bad week last week against Tampa. He did not have a good night. The idea of Masahiro Tanaka at 60-something pitches, and don't sell me on the narrative that Tanaka was tired, because if we were not playing in a seven-inning type of affair, you're telling me the Yankees would have taken out Tanaka after five shutout innings where he is mowing down the Atlanta Braves? That is nonsense. That is garbage. How could anybody in their right mind believe that? Tanaka is mowing through that Atlanta Brave lineup, and yet... In the bottom half of the sixth inning, as I'm trying to see if the Yankees are going to salvage this split of the doubleheader, Masiro Tanaka's not out there. And I had a terrible, terrible feeling. And it was the sort of move that you make as a manager that really, in many ways, opens you up to enormous second guessing. That is ridiculous to have Tanaka out of that game after 60 pitches. I'm sorry. It's absolutely ridiculous. And sure enough, it blew up in the Yankees' face because Chad Green doesn't get Dansby Swanson, 
Freddie Freeman, and you notice if you're a Mets fan, Freddie Freeman, money player, big-time player, opposite field, two-run homer, and Atlanta ends up winning by the score of 2-1. to one. Obviously, the Yankees could have bailed out their manager by doing more offensively. So, to make the second game of the doubleheader entirely on Aaron Boone, not 100% accurate. But it was a mistake. I don't think you can sugarcoat it. It was a poor managerial move with the way Tanaka had been humming and with his big game reputation. But I look up and down that Yankee lineup, they're not scaring anybody. They're just not. It's not the same lineup without DJ LeMayu. They obviously miss John Carlos Stanton. And then you get to the other big piece of news from Yankee land. And that, of course, is with Aaron Judge, who I love as a player. And he's a star. He's likable. He's got a fun game. He's got a good personality. He's a guy that you want to see on the field. The Yankees are more fun when Aaron Judge plays. So to see Aaron Judge come off the injured list, he doesn't play in game one of the doubleheader, which aggravated me enough because I'm saying he's coming off the IL. Odds are he's 100% good to go. Well, why in the world is he not out there? Okay, he doesn't play game one. All right, they don't want to play him in both games. So be it. Then I see him in game two. Gets a hit, plays for a couple innings. Then the bottom half of the sixth inning, he's out. And in a one-run game, this is not like we saw against, you know, the Braves a couple weeks ago where it was, quote-unquote, rest. No, I didn't buy that. I knew it was an injury. And then you find out from Aaron Boone after the game, the calf, again, is acting up. And that a stint to the IL, again, is a possibility. Can't make it up. That kind of is... Aaron Judge right now in a nutshell. As much as I may like the guy, and I do, you can't get away from the simple fact he doesn't play enough baseball. Going to try to tell me otherwise? He comes back off of this injury, and then boom, he's back on the injury list maybe a day later. It's kind of a joke. I said it back in March. I said it in June. What is separating Aaron Judge from being one of the best players in all baseball is durability. And now again, there are durability questions. It's incredibly frustrating. But right now, the Yankees are hurting. The Yankees now have lost five consecutive games. They can't buy a hit. You have Garrett Cole on the mound. You can't even win a Garrett Cole start because guess what? He's serving up bomb after bomb after bomb. And so much for the Yankees coming out guns to blazing after... Their layoff with the Mets shut down in COVID-19. So much for that because their lineup, lifeless. Bullpen in game two doesn't do the job. Manager doesn't do the job. And oh yeah, Aaron Judge is back on the injury list. Not ideal. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.